Okay, so, you know, it's often a tendency that we have to view in the Old Testament this ogre of a God, he's mean, he's strict, struck and down, as I talked on Saturday, Uzzah, the poor guy who, because he just steadied the Ark of the Covenant, and God struck him dead, and and this mean God or this God of warning and fear has now become, in the New Testament, this nice and mellow Jesus. And so in Jesus, we have mercy. In God the Father, we have justice. That's a common misperception. God guides us, all right? <clears throat> and in the process of salvation history, we have to grow. So what do you do with any children? You've heard me say this before. The first word that a child usually learns is no, other than mom and dad, because you're constantly saying, no, don't touch that. Don't touch the hot stove. Don't grab those matches. It's an important thing of don't do this. But then as the child grows older and gets into high school and college, the parents teaches them, you got to do this. You got to have responsibility. You got to love your neighbor. You've got to treat others with respect. So it becomes more of do this. So it goes from don't do this to do this. But even though we grow up in doing this, we do not now forsake don't do this. It's still understood. It's still important. So when we get to the New Testament, Jesus tells us to do this in love. He's saying, don't forget the do not still apply to. These are the commandments. All right. Now, with Christ, God established a new covenant, though. So we went from this old covenant in the stone and the law to this new covenant in the flesh of Jesus made in love. The old covenant was this stone placed in an ark, as I talked about last Saturday on my Saturday talk. But the new covenant is greater. It's actually the flesh. It's written in the word. That's why the old law on stone was put inside an ark, but the new law, the flesh of Jesus, is in the womb of Mary. That's why we call Mary the new ark of the covenant. And the typology is critically important. Now, there still, though, had to be law before the do nots, before God could bring us the love law of the gospel. All right. Why? Because we had to learn the difference between right and wrong. It's not going to work if your love that you're trying to live is not based on a foundation of what is right and wrong or their inability to know the difference. Society must function on God's law as a foundation. All right, the objective, this is important, the objective moral truth must come first. There is a problem in our world today called cultural relativism. Don't give me your truth. I have my truth. A boy can be a girl. A girl can be a boy. Don't give me your truth. I have my truth. This is insanity. You can only have one objective moral truth or society will fall. This is what everybody who has any kind of understanding knows. All right. In fact, we talk about the month of June and society wants to celebrate Pride Month. Now, this is a celebration basically of turning against the law of God. 
Now, we're not condemning the people. We're not judging the people. That's not our job. We love the sinner, but we hate the sin. To glorify the sin is really a mistake. And this Pride Month celebrates the act of sin. But you know, the great Abraham Lincoln can't think of a better quote in this situation. Abraham Lincoln said, no person, no person has the right to do wrong. No person has the right to do wrong. And we are doing wrong. And now we're glorifying it. And so this is why we need the Sacred Heart, which is coming up on Friday. We'll talk more about that. But that is why Jesus made one statement about the law that often confuses people. He said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law. I have come to fulfill it. Well, if you fulfilled it, isn't that abolishing it? It's, it's funny because Jesus and his disciples, this is odd, because Jesus and his disciples often did not observe the law. Remember, they would pick the grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said, pick up your mat on the Sabbath. He healed on the Sabbath. Many of those that he didn't obey, though, and it was never the moral law he violated. The law that he and his apostles sometimes didn't follow was dietary and ritual law. That has been fulfilled by Jesus. All right, the reason? Because Jesus fulfilled these dietary and ritual laws of the Old Testament, but the moral law he has left intact. I remember being on a ESPN website years ago, you've heard me say it, and somebody was posting some things and I noticed it was, it was in favor of support of this NFL football player that came out that he's um, living a homosexual lifestyle and they glorified it. I'm not saying we don't support the person, we don't judge the person, but it was glorifying the lifestyle. And everybody was attacking the Bible. And I noticed when I wrote my comment about marriage between men and a woman, it was deleted. And I remember one comment, which actually they quoted our former president. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but the, the, the post quoted our president and said, how could I follow a book that tells me I can't eat shellfish, I can't cut my hair, and endorses slavery. Therefore, the Bible is invalid. Let's look at this for a minute. Now, the Bible doesn't let you eat shellfish, or cut your hair, endorse slavery. This is the Old Testament. Christ has fulfilled these dietary and ritual laws in slavery. I've done a whole other talk on before. That's a whole nother subject. It's a whole different understanding and it's a whole different meaning. So we're not gonna go there, but we will say, let's talk about the shellfish and the cutting of hair. These are dietary and ritual laws. Christ fulfilled them. These rules of the law, Christ said, no food can defile you. He basically freed the shellfish. <laughs> So you can eat the shellfish. This was a change. The ritual laws he fulfilled and changed. Why? Because now instead of sacrificing an animal, he on the cross is the, the lamb. He is the one who is being sacrificed. There's no need for animal sacrifices or this ritual law. He's fulfilled it. So Christians are not required to follow. We are not Jews. I get letters surprisingly all the time that says, 
We are of Satan because we violate the Sabbath by going to church on Sunday. Oh my, the Sunday, Sunday is the Lord's resurrection day. We go to mass on Sunday because it's the day the Lord resurrected. And for all these letters that I get that Christianity is satanic because it is violating the Sabbath, we're not Jews. We are Christians. Now, Jews are our brothers. God bless them. We walk hand in hand and we pray that they will come to Christ. But Saturday isn't our Sabbath. Sunday is our Lord's day. And so we have to understand that. So Christians are not required to follow the Old Testament rules about crime, punishment, warfare, slavery, diet, circumcision, sacrifices, Sabbath observance, tithing, ritual cleanliness, Tithing at 10%, our rule as Christians is you tithe what you can. Sometimes you're required more than 10% if you can afford it. Sometimes less. Now here's the point. This became such an issue that in 49 AD, Peter, Paul, and the other Christian leaders met in Jerusalem to settle this issue. And it was agreed that Gentile converts were not required to follow some of the old law. Notice I said some. All right, what am I talking about? <clears throat> the council said that they still had to keep certain things like sexual morality. This was the message. And celebrating June as Pride Month, celebrating not the people, we love the people, we celebrate every life. We don't celebrate the sin. June is the month of the sacred heart. You want to celebrate something? Celebrate the sacred heart. It's coming up this Friday. So the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, and the Old Law in one way are still in effect. We have to follow the Sixth Commandment in sexual morality, but the food, it doesn't say you can't eat shellfish. Again, Christ came and fulfilled that dietary and ritual law, but the moral law is intact. And we are losing that today. Our society is celebrating every decrepit lifestyle, every possible sin and morality that we can come up with, our world is celebrating. And not only that, is being forced upon other nations around the world. I love my country more than anything in the world. But when I hear that my country and the administration today is going out and forcing other nations to adopt abortion and homosexual lifestyles, we gotta pray. This is not church teaching. Church teaching is we love the sinner but hate the sin and we need to move away from that, not celebrate it. So Jesus did not abolish the moral law and the ethical laws that had been in effect since the time of Moses. No, he pointed out that bad attitudes and actions are what make a person unholy. He said, that's what comes from the heart. This is why in the Friday we have to turn to the sacred heart. Lord, make your heart like onto my heart or like, I'm sorry, make my heart like onto your heart. Morality and ethics, these laws will endure to the end of time. This is why the church still teaches marriage is between a man and a woman, and these laws must be followed. But not just sexual morality, laws of violence, 
laws of revenge, hatred, to be against this society turning away from God's law is not hatred. It's not hatred. It's actually love. Because if you love someone, you don't want to see them go down a path of destruction. You want to see them on a path to God. So anyway, to finish, in a way, God has not revoked his original covenant with Israel and the Jewish people. He's fulfilled it. Christians must look to all of Scripture, even the Old Testament, for moral and spiritual guidance. It tells us this in 2 Timothy 3. So freedom from the old law is not license for Christians to completely ignore the moral law. The moral law and ethical teachings of Christ, Jesus even raised to a higher level of self-discipline. Remember, he said, you shall not murder, but even I say, amen, I say to you, even being angry will bring you to judgment. You shall not commit adultery, but anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery. Oh my. Impure thoughts probably strike everyone at one time or another. Our Lord is calling us to a higher level. He's not abolishing that. He's raising that. As Christians, we have a higher calling. So don't think that the old law doesn't apply anymore and I can do whatever I like. Or like that chat room that says the Bible is now invalid. This is a sad misconception in our world today. You know, the Ten Commandments can be summed up in this. Love of God and love of neighbor. The first three commandments are love of God, the last seven are love of neighbor. Jesus even said those are the two great commandments. And the reverence and respect is what Jesus came to teach that the Old Testament gives us, and now he perfects. So, as I said, I want to finish, but I, I think I'll mention one more thing. You know, it's the heart of the Old Testament that teaches us we have a choice. We all have a choice. We have one of two ways that we can go. We can go the way of life. This is why we stand for pro-life. This is why the tree of life was allowed in the garden. Adam and Eve could engage in the tree of life. We have the choice, that tree of life, obedience, the Ten Commandments, basically God's will. The other way is the way of death, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why? Why was the knowledge of the tree of good and evil death? Because it's pride. I want to be like God. The serpent said, you will know everything. Your eyes will be open. You will be like God. It's a lie. We will never be like God, but we will share in his life if we choose life. So we have one, a way of life, the tree of life, or we have the way of death, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the way of sin, idolatry, my will be done, not your will be done, God, basically pride. How ironic that what this month celebrates, they use the term pride. Am I saying that we Christians don't have mistakes and we have flaws? Of course we do. But I think the key is, are we trying? A true Christian is trying, not immersing in, in sin and accepting it, but trying to move away from it, even if we fall. Remember, 
Saints are simply sinners who keep on trying. So anyway, the Bible is a love story. In the Old Testament, God loses his unfaithful bride, but never gives up looking for her, never gives up seeking her. The shepherd goes out and finds that one sheep that's missing. And in the New Testament, the groom comes for his bride in the wedding feast of the Lamb, which is the Mass. And when you come up for Holy Communion, you, the bride, are united with Christ, your groom, in Holy Communion. Those commandments may be said to be the two greatest, love God and love your neighbor. And as I always say, those two commandments can be summarized into one. Do the will of God. It's not the food we eat like shellfish that will defile us. It's what comes from the heart. So in this month of June, let us celebrate the true intention of the month, the sacred heart. And Jesus, make our hearts like unto thine. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.